0: WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD one Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. The Odyssey app.
1: This hour of the Rich Keith Show is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, the experts in treating men's sexual health with five New England offices or at northeastmenshealth.com. Go now how if you hear me though, it's the rich Keith show here we
2: go, you're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. He to hear the Chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker, dropping it in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. Scoops.
0: He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork,
2: and the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight, like, six to ten, more like Six to midnight, Al. The mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too. Doing this is the
3: Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and twist stream content. KWF
2: on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show. So here's your guy. All right, welcome into a Tuesday night edition of the Rich Keith Show. You're on WEEI, and for the first two hours of tonight's program, we are joined by Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com. Mike, how are you? What up? I'm good. Good. How and we doing? And then uh, Fitzy's. Gonna come in and close the game. That's awesome. I guess how we're, we're yeah. doing that. So it's sort of a split I'm like squad. the opener this time. It's you're the opener, Fitzy. Yeah, you know. although better than an opener because you're gonna go half the show. Yeah, the opener fair. goes yeah one two innings tops. But you're usually here. usually Hart right. They do the old switcheroo this week too. They, is it usually a hard Yes, it's all over know. the place. All right. Well, I'm, I'm here. here at six. Whoever happens to be sharing it. the studio with me is 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 good by by me. Uh, opening night last night in the NFL. You yep. had the uh, 49ers and the Chiefs center stage. You know, getting asked all kinds of questions or whatever. But now, less than a week, finally until the Super yep. Bowl. Just very generically, do you like this matchup? What kind of storylines are you are you looking to? Where where are you at with Chiefs Niners? Um, well, I, would, I know we touched it a little last week, um, but I
4: don't like that it is a repeat matchup. Yeah, like I I, I like seeing new blood, new yep. know, people in the game. Yep. I, I wanted to see the Lions, obviously. Obviously, that didn't happen, but. Storylines-wise, it's still, to me, all about Pat Mahomes. Like, it can is. he do it again? He was asked yesterday about, you know, Brady and
2: the GOAT conversation, and
4: it was a good answer by him basically saying that, no, I'm not that close, and talk to me in 15 years, and we'll see if I'm at seven.
2: Everybody else is trying to speed it up. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get that conversation now, and he, he had the and right And I'm guilty of that. Like, I've done it yeah. myself. Yeah. But
4: at the end of the day, you know, I liked his sort of uh, his view on it, I guess, saying, like, no, I mean, again, he he's trying to win his third, which mm-hmm. would be awesome, and puts him on pace, and his numbers are there and everything, but... I liked the way he sort of talked about it and distanced himself and said, we'll see what happens yeah. eventually. But, um, no, that's going to be the story. And I don't know where I – you're not a Brock Purdy guy, right? No. I think he kind of stinks. Like almost, yeah. almost,
2: almost stinks. Yeah. yeah I, I'm yeah. with you. But,
4: I mean, watching last night, like he – I mean, he has a good head on his shoulders, yeah. you know, says all the right things too. So uh, it'll be a good matchup. I like that there's a little bit of – you know, there's a little bit of a difference from the, the uh, last time they played right. because it's yeah. Purdy and yeah. not Garoppolo. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, I'm still I'm still on the Chiefs. I think they're going to pull it up.
2: I but. wonder if because right now I think it's still Niners favored by a point and a half. Yeah,
4: that's crazy. I'm going Chiefs money
2: line. So am I. I yeah. think so. Everybody. The Chiefs were underdogs last year to the Eagles. Yep. It was a similar line. It might have been two. Yeah. It was right around there. And it kind of changed a little bit early. Yeah. And
4: the same thing. Right.
2: It's, we got enough build up, and all the stats are so overwhelming for Mahomes as a. Uh, underdog yep. and just you know Andy Reid, there's all these numbers for these guys that I would think by kickoff we might have ourselves a pick'em. So then what do they know? Why like
4: why? Because I'm with you. When I saw the opening line, I was like, why why the heck are you know is San Francisco? I mean favorite? San Francisco
2: got... definitely has the better roster. And there was a stretch of the season this year where you're like, it's not going to be Kansas City, yeah, but guess. then they they figured it out. San Francisco. It just—I don't know. With I, I wouldn't trust Kyle Shanahan if I was a Niners fan. I know he's right. great. I know he's been anointed as this next best head coach. And don't get me wrong—he's a guy that you would want. You feel like you're—you have a low or uh, 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 high floor, sure. I should say, with with Kyle Shanahan. But I don't know. I mean, as much as it, uh, an entire roster is very important, and you know the old cliches about it's a team game. Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, or Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Right. I'm taking Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, hundred percent. And it was like the 2018 Patriots, Belichick and Brady, or all these different teams that they faced along the way, like, I'll take Belichick and Brady until like the wheels fall off, which is actually kind of what happened.
4: And that's the, that's the other thing too, that everyone's saying now this week and talking about, you know, everyone makes their Super Bowl picks. They do it at Radio Row and all the, all the things like that. And everyone just says, it's tough to bet against Mahomes. You can't bet against Mahomes. Can't, can't bet against Mahomes. He's 12 and one as a dog, yada, yada. That's everything we said about Brady for years too. Yeah, like said, yes. It was always that like, yeah. how am I going to sit here, look myself in the eye, and you know, bet against Patrick Mahomes? And I'm in. Yeah. I'm in that boat here too. No
2: other real storylines really popped up. I'm with you. It's you know the the Chiefs. Someone of-
4: asked Mahomes about his dad. I didn't think that was cool.
2: Yeah, I mean we. I mean about- I guess you got to ask the question, but it was not also really. Like,
4: well, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you want him to do? I mean, he's- there's you know, it's one thing where like people are like you know, as a as a journalist, I have to ask the question. It's like maybe not that. Like I don't it's know not if you about do. the game. Yeah.
2: So It was kind of weird. But That is kind of weird. But again, when you're super famous like that, right. like certain things, there, there are certain, I guess, questions that people feel like are not off limits. I don't really see how that helps. They uh, also benefits.
4: credential like anyone Anybody. for that. Besides like those four Barstool guys. Remember that a couple years ago? They oh yeah, they were banned. Yeah, yeah, they were like wanted. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it was just a random, but I thought that was odd. But no, uh, one Taylor Swift question, which... Oh, I think for Kelsey? Kel- yeah, Kelsey yeah. was like, oh, you're the first one who's asked me all night. I'm shocked. But uh, no, besides yeah. that, it's basically Mahomes and Brady, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah,
2: it does feel like kind of cruel and unusual punishment for these guys. Yeah. for It's at least a half hour, an hour. I forget. I was th- at those events for like three straight years, and uh-huh. it's just some of the guys are just walking around. I mean, you have 53 guys on a team, so you only have like 10 up on like a thing, like yeah. a riser or whatever. Everybody else is just walking around. You like bump into a guy you're like, oh, you play D-line. Let right. me ask you a question. And they're just like looking sure. at the clock like when can i get the hell out of here. So it is a little bit uh weird but are you rooting for anybody? Like do you have a, a rooting interest in this? I think i'm rooting for Kansas City.
4: Like i and i say it like that because i mean at the end of the day i'm not going to be like, you know, upset if San Francisco yeah. wins the game, but i i generally i like to root for like, you know, the greatness as far as Patrick Mahomes goes. And that that pisses a lot of, like, Patriots fans and people off around here. But, like, I do. I I like to see the best players win, and I like to see, like – and, again, he's – there's no there's no real knock on Patrick Mahomes like no. he, he's a stand up guy he says all the right things right. he plays well there's no knock in his game and so like there's always little things like you know Manning couldn't get it done or you know some guy like Michael Vick people didn't like Michael Vick because like some off the field stuff like well I
2: was yeah significant off of the Vick. field yeah, yeah, stuff they hard. murder like thousands so you, of dogs you get the like, I was anti Vick after that but...
4: right and so th- no, Mahomes there's is nothing. nothing with Mahomes and no, so I like to see him succeed or are, are like to... it's
2: like oh uh, your your wife's annoying or right, your brother's annoying or apparently now you're. Dad has some issues going right. on. It's like, what about him? It's what not about him, him, on or off the field? There was the one incident this year, right. where he threw an absolute temper tantrum, and so do all quarterbacks. Brady by the did way. that all. Oh my god, Brady did right. it all the time, and everybody's like, no, Brady never did that. Like, oh, that's <laughs> so bad. Like, oh, this guy's got to button it up, right? He was so pissed at Kadarius Tony, yeah, and he chose to do it that way. It was pretty childish, sure. The, it was embarrassing him bitching to Josh Allen about it, right? I look at that worse than I do him on the press conference after the game. Kind of going oh, yeah. crazy about that. Like whatever. What player really hasn't had their moment ripping the refs? Exactly. I think we're all in agreement there, but that that was sort of a one off. I mean, he's been in the league six years. I don't remember him any other time yeah. doing something that he would had to apologize for. Right. So I like, I like to see that. It's been really impressive too, because their team isn't or their offense isn't
4: that great. No. And they've changed the way they play a little bit yeah. too, offensively. Like they, they would really stretch the field with Tyree Kale um kelsey's turned into a different player like he's so and not that he was never really a possession tight end but he's more so like i don't know getting the ball he, he reads zones great and like it's not as vertical as it used to be and so they've even been able to adapt with like again the way the league works and losing yeah. guys in free agency and things like that so i like to see it um i know you obviously have worked and better on here and so you've covered the team but you're also a patriots fan big time do you like or not like seeing Mahomes win like that? Like, do you uh, have a rooting interest? You know what?
2: I I really don't root against Mahomes. You know, okay. it's I, I find myself obviously rooting for the Patriots. Now, this year was a little bit different. You wanted them to lose every game, so they have the number one pick right. and get Caleb Williams and move on, but I'm they sure. didn't do that. But normally, it's there's a few guys around the league that I really dislike and certain teams that I dislike. Yeah. The, honestly, the Chiefs haven't even got – they should because they're like this rival to what could be the Patriots dynasty and they're the next dynasty – I don't know. The Chiefs never really bothered. There's plenty of other teams, mm-hmm. you know, like the Colts and the Jets and the Steelers and the Giants. Like, there's plenty of teams that bother me. Players, uh, not as many now as, like, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. There are plenty of guys I didn't like. Right. But, yeah, I got no problem with Mahomes. And he is fun to watch. Like, the way that he plays, I know sometimes, you know, the national media can go a little crazy yeah, a little yeah, overboard yeah. with it. But it is... It's a fun style like the to watch. Pass thing that guys have done forever. Yes. Like, oh, did you just see Patrick Williams yeah. do that? It's like, yeah. yeah, Matthew Stafford was doing that yeah. in like eighth grade. But and honestly, like him beating the Bills all the times he's beating the Bills. Yeah. Like as a Patri- Patriots fan, you are like, oh, I'll take that. Yeah, that's like easy. I, that's kind of fun. You kind of put, <laughs> yeah, keeping them down. Uh, my question is, if the if the Niners end up winning, mm-hmm. do you think there'll be a little bit more of a swing in the league to, you know, what? Maybe we don't need to prioritize quarterback. Maybe we just need to build up the entire rest of the roster. You're starting to hear some Patriots fans say that now too, because they have so many needs. Right? Hey, maybe build the rest of the team and then find a guy later on. Now, Brock Purdy might be the extreme example, the dead last pick in the draft. Right? But build up everything else. If they do that, you know we know it's a copycat league. People are going to try to you know emulate the the champion. Will there be a swing towards that? You think that you know maybe we don't need to sell out for the number one overall pick in the draft?
4: I don't think so. And Again, I, the eight of the eight teams that were in the I guess the elite eight, the final eight of the postseason, mm-hmm. seven of the quarterbacks were first round picks. Yeah, the other one was Brock Purdy. Right. So like, I still think that that's the way you have to get to the dance. Um, I mean, and Purdy, as much as we, have me and you, have said that you know we're not huge Brock Purdy fans, like. He's done everything right in order to get here. Like he he played he well sure down has. the yeah. stretch the last 2 weeks against Green Bay the final drive. He was nails in the second half of the Detroit game. So like he's not just some slouch. Like no. he's better than Mr. Irrelevant or like who slots into the yeah, Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant spot. Yeah. And so um no, I don't think it changes. I think people will still see again the fact that Mahomes has been to 6 straight AFC Championship games and you know four Super Bowls in the, his first 6 seasons. So no, you still got to build through the quarterback.
2: It's also so hard to do what the Niners have done.
4: They right. even yeah, that up roster the, is yeah. so
2: stacked. Yeah. Like it's not just like it's
4: not as it's not it's not either find the quarterback or oh just build the roster like the Niners did. Let's just do that. Like no, that it like, takes a while. It takes and a while. Even, and it takes hitting on a lot of picks.
2: Even with their horrible trade of Trey Lance, right. they still were able to overcome that because look at where Kittle was drafted and Debo was drafted yep. and their linebackers were all drafted. And then yes, you have a really high pick like Bosa. But then they make a smart trade for McCaffrey where they don't even have to give up a first-round pick. Right. So they've hit on so many picks that they... Even Ayuk was a second-round pick. Like right.
4: they, they don't have that first-round wide receiver either. So. Yeah, so
2: they. it's kind of crazy what they've been able to do and... How many years does that take? And imagine, it's just constant, you know, hitting on picks. Like,
4: imagine they didn't do the Dolphins trade, and they just stuck with Jimmy slash their quarterback oh, thing right now. And That they th-
2: draft, they could have had, like, Micah Parsons or yeah. Jalen Waddle or all these different guys I think they could have had. And, yet, and then they future picks as well. Right. Like, they screw that up so bad. Any other uh, GM would have been fired for that, but because they're so good and they right. keep getting back to the conference we, championship in the Super Bowl. Even if they took Justin Fields. Like yeah, I right. feel like Fields with Shanahan in that
4: system yeah, could be pretty good. Like he would have worked with them and turned him into something better than Trey Lance was. So. Uh,
2: yeah, no, that's probably true. Yeah. And then I wonder with the Chiefs uh, looking to their future as you know Patrick Mahomes is, is you know trying to chase Brady. He's got 15 years or whatever to do it. Uh, when if they win, are they like, hey, you're good with these weapons that you have? Mm-hmm. But if they lose, do they go crazy? a la Brady from 06 to 07. Right. That's that's the.
4: That is the one sort of hurdle you you have to jump when you're a good quarterback. Like Brady dealt with it. It's like, oh, we're so good, we don't need to pay this. Like we'll just take (laughs) everything away from you. And he sort of started to get that with the Tyreek Hill thing. Yep. They didn't pay Tyreek Hill and they had these, you know, sub I guess subpar wide receivers and Tony and Marquez Valdez oh, they sucked,
2: although Rice is emerged. Rice, I was going to say Rashid yeah, Rice, Rice is, has done is
4: solid, but again, that's a rookie on a cheap deal who they just took a shot in the dark with. In the... Did
2: you hear what they asked Kadarius Tony? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Are <laughs> you a number one. one receiver?" And he's like, "Yeah, if I get the ball, yeah. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> like, that's not the problem. You're the here. worst. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, right. he's the
4: worst. <laughs> We've tried to get you the ball. You You've can't, dropped
2: it every time. You either drop it or you line up off sides. Like that guy. shouldn't uh, say a word, but." Uh, All right, we're talking uh, football here to start. We'll turn our attention to uh, some of the comments as it relates to Mike Vrabel not having a job are pretty interesting. Uh, Mike Cadley is a big guy. (laughs) Mike Cadley's here for the first two hours of the show. If you have any uh, Patriots offseason questions for him, jump aboard at 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show right now. Here is Stiz with What's Trending.
0: The Greg Hill Show,
1: weekdays 6 to
0: 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEI. WEEI.
1: All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. The Bruins finally back on the ice tonight, kicking off the unofficial second half of the season. Bruins host the Calgary Flames from the Garden. Puck drops at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. Tonight's game kicks off a seven-game, two-week homestand, one of the team's longest in recent memory. Bruins tied with Vancouver for the best record in the league currently. Celtics will be back on the court tomorrow night when they'll host the Hawks at the Garden, tip-off at 7.30. With the NBA trade deadline only two days away, reports have surfaced saying Boston, quote, has been active and are looking to bolster their bench heading into the playoffs. Also, Celtics all-star Jalen Brown is seriously considering participating in this year's Slam Dunk Contest and will reportedly make his decision any day. And some Patriots news. Former Giants head coach Ben McAdoo will be joining the Patriots as a senior offensive assistant. McAdoo last worked in the NFL as offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. He also spent seven seasons with the Packers, where he was on staff with one Alex Van Pelt. I'm Sizz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich shows coming your way.
0: You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A U D A C Y. Say WEEI is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of The Rich Keefe Show on WEEI.
2: Back here on the Rich Keith Show, W E I Mike Cadillac here for the first couple hours tonight, and Fitzy is going to uh, tag in around 8 o'clock or so. You can join us throughout the evening at 617-779-7937. Got some uh, Mike Vrabel news as uh, a guy that we've been following, Bill Belichick, without a job, yep. but I'd say a close second as far as interest around here was Mike Vrabel. There was some talk that... oh. Kraft would love him. Yep. Maybe one of the reasons why he got inducted into the Team Hall of Fame this yep. year was so they could sort of discuss that a little one bit. One of
4: the reasons why it was reported anyway that he was out of Tennessee was yeah. because of his, you know, the way he
2: acted around here during he that gonna, weekend. He's so. going to show up and uh, be here in New England. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that both are out of football. I'm even more surprised that Vrabel's out. Yeah. Because he's young. He, he's like, young. He can be a part of a rebuild. He's good. Like, I I think he's still a good head coach, both coming off down seasons, both right. coming off their worst season. Often the case when coaches are available, all of a sudden. But Mike Vrabel just seems like a good head coach, like somebody that you can bring in there and kind of you know maybe turn your your uh, your franchise around a little bit. Well, Diana Rossini, who I would say has a spotty track record mm-hmm. of getting things right. That's being up. Op- that's being nice. Wrong all the time. Right, <laughs> like all the time, like, like comically so yeah. is wrong. But I saw this written yesterday, but now you get to hear it. So this is Diane Russini from somebody that she spoke with, Mm -hmm. right? So this isn't – it's not her making it up, I don't think. It's her – somebody told her this as to one of the reasons why Mike Vrabel does not have a head coaching job in the NFL. Do you know I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me
1: Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating – to to people
4: in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions, and that is a factor. Which I laughed. I said, "Stop! That that's not something that's real. Who cares what someone physically looks like?" And he said, "I'm just telling you. I've been I've been in rooms, and and somebody's physical presence can make a difference."
2: So he's physically imposing. He's a big man. It, it's almost it's almost as though this guy played football. Yeah, right. maybe he was an NFL player. So we can laugh about that in a second. My conspiracy on this is Diane Rossini. I'm sure talks to a lot of people in the league. I'm thinking somebody's just straight up messing with her. <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's just see what she'll go with. Let's right. see what she'll say on the air. And somebody right now is just laughing their ass off that this got out there on. on I don't. Can't imagine anybody that's working in football is yeah. like, we can't hire, hire Vrabel because it looks like he works out and he's a tall guy. Like, what is what on earth does that have to do with anything? So, in like a normal job interview, yeah. if you walk in in like flip
4: flops and like an unbuttoned shirt and yeah. like you haven't shaved and like you know, you got Not chocolate great. on your lips, it's Not like, great. okay, we'll hit the way he looks coming into this interview. That's a turnoff, turn, off. turn yeah. around and go home. Right. But when it's Mike Vrabel and he's strong. Like God forbid the guy still kind of stays in shape and is and was 6'5 in a like a an all-pro one year. I was gonna
2: say, like, there are big dudes in the NFL that are coaching still. Like, they're not all Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay are still kind of the outlier. Like, D'Amico Ryans could kick your ass. Gerard Mayo could kick your ass. Dan Campbell could kick your ass. Like, there's plenty of Big guys just in the NFL. Me, just
4: reading the tweet. He's a very large a human being. Like,
2: <laughs> like, what are we doing? He's also not abnormally large. Not really, Like, no. there are some guys. He's you're like, got uh, kind of a dad bod to him now, too, I yeah. think. Like, it's not like he's, he's getting older. Yeah. He's 48 years old. So, Let's see. He was listed as 6'4", 260. So, like, bigger than most people you run across, but not like, oh, my God, I'm going to fall down. Like, if you ran into that guy getting a coffee, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be like, did you see this guy? Right, yeah. Could you believe the guy so, I saw here? So let's say it's true for the okay, sake of discussion. Sure.
4: Yes. Maybe it's because, like, you know, the reason Belichick has been turned down is because he wants, he's huge. <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
2: Because
4: <laughs> he's the biggest coach in the yeah, world. Right. He's you know, No, because he's, he's mean. He's right? mean. He's old. He wants autonomy over yeah, the organization. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the fact that Vrabel is intimidating to an organization, according to Rossini. Yeah. Maybe that's what's turning them down. Like, oh, he wants to come in here and handle everything, and we don't like that. And maybe they lumped in his stature for the sake of discussion. (laughs) But it's like, like you know, he's big, and he... You should see his arms, but, but it's like, like we, we, I'm afraid we don't he, want him in, involved in the football operation. If I disagree
2: with him, he might <laughs> stuff me in a locker. It's <laughs> like, he's
4: not going to stuff you in a locker. Like that doesn't it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So a bizarre thing. You're right. Who knows if it's if it's I someone trying to sniff her.
2: out a source or you know. Something I think like they're that. I think they're messing with her and it worked. And guess what? You could probably do it again, and What's, next week she'll <laughs> say something else like Remember
4: that. Remember when uh, Schefter reported that the Browns were going to consider Condoleezza Rice to be their head coach a couple years back. That was a good one.
2: Like, that was a good one. where
4: does that land on that on this scale? Where does It's up there, yeah. but,
2: like, Schefter's hit rate is, like yeah, that's true, super high. Rossini's, like, we would play him on the show all the time, and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> like, one of them, I forget the exact details, but it was right before Odell Beckham signed with the Rams. Remember okay. when he was available? Yeah. And Rossini's report, don't quote me on the teams, but she was sure. like, teams... Interested in like that could sign Beckham. She named five teams. Mm-hmm. None of them were the Rams. And she said, but the decision isn't going to come for some time. Ten minutes later, it was like <laughs> to the Rams, Beckham to the Rams. I was like, so you got two things. you took a stab at the timetable yeah. and the team got them both wrong. That's so funny. as uh, someone in the Twitch chat is, is laughing about he had the uh, sh- the Patriots love Jared Stidham. That was like during oh, the yeah. Newton year. And it's yep. like he never even played. Right. They were eliminated. and He never even started. She had a few others. It was just one after the other. You could almost go opposite what she was saying. The text but- line says she's like Ron
4: Burgundy. You just put it on the teleprompter and she'll say it. I
2: mean, I, that's probably true. So yeah, she's had uh, she's had a tough go of it. But well, that's why I'm reading the Twitch chat now. I'm going back and forth
4: texting yeah. Twitch. That's why Mike McDaniel has a job is because he's so damn skinny. He's a little guy. Yeah, you're like look, He
2: fits right in. Yeah, nursery, in upstairs. upstairs. If he yeah, you're do fine. What you do, Right. Yeah, but that is strange. I think Rabel, I I don't get. Like especially when you look at the names of the guys who were hired, like so you want Dan Quinn over? Mike I was Rabel? just gonna say like, it's
4: the same Dan guy, Quinn. like the, not the same guy. Vrabel's better, like a defensive guy. Yeah,
2: younger than Dan Quinn, I think. Because like, I think half the coaches were defensive guys yeah. this year, or was it maybe even five out of eight? Yeah, McDonald. Let's let's uh, let's take a let's look here. What I where's my list? I have the old list of coaches here. Mike so McDonald, Mayo, oh Mayo, that's Mayo right. McDonald, Raheem Morris, yep. Antonio Pierce, Dan Quinn. Oh yeah, the so five of the eight. Yeah, And, wow. and Vrabel, How the Belichick. Heck is, yeah, Vrabel not being one of them is bizarre. And Belichick, I guess, too. Yeah, Belichick, I think, had a lot more to do with the teams that were available. Like, I think any of these teams could and should have been interested in Vrabel. Sure. I don't, I mean, all these teams shouldn't have been interested in Belichick, nor Belichick interested in
4: them. Well, and as much as I think, and you think, and everybody thinks, that Bill Belichick is a top 32 head coach on the planet. Oh, yeah. There is, you know, there's, there's reasons. Like, okay, teams in a rebuild, or are you ready to win now? Like, that's why when Dallas, you know, was yeah. thinking about Miami party, that's why he was immediately put towards them. And then Atlanta kind of seemed the like... The
2: Dallas thing, too, still bugs me, because from what we're led to believe, McCarthy is in the last year of his contract. Yeah. So Jerry Jones doesn't want to fire him, but also doesn't want to give him a contract extension. So he, like, publicly is in uh, the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. So basically you have to win the Super Bowl... <laughs> Or you're gone. Yeah. So why, like, ice out Belichick for a year? Because that's that's the obvious switch. (laughs) McCarthy should be like, Yeah, like, give me an extension. And then if not, like, they, I feel like you're just wasting everybody's time for a year until they eventually just put Belichick in that spot.
4: And you're wasting a year of Bill Belichick's 72 year old. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like, real
2: world uh, clock is ticking too. So you might as well put him in there. And taking a 70 year old guy, putting him out of the game for a year, and then putting him back. Like, I feel like you're doing everybody involved Mm -hmm. a disservice. and there's no way the Cowboys win the Super Bowl next year. No, There's just, zero. it's not happening. And it's a team that,
4: like, Washington with, you know, they bring in Adam Peters as their GM. And, you know, other teams, whether it's, I mean, Atlanta had their front office yeah. in place and was just looking for a head coach. So, like, that's a hard transition. The Dallas Cowboys is just Jerry and Steven running the front office. Yeah. So, like, just bring them in. Like, I, I
2: really He's don't. stubborn. It's, it's a blind spot with Jerry Jones. We always make fun of Jerry Jones. Yeah. The reality is they pick players really well. Yep. They do not pick coaches really no, well. And they stick with coaches too long. Yep. And so I, I remember Jason Garrett went what, 8 and 8 for
4: like five straight years and they just kept They love Jason kept Garrett. And, yeah. He
2: stayed there forever. The Dave Campo one still he was mm. only there 3 years but they were 5 and 11 three straight years. It was like <laughs> maybe it's time to move on here,
4: Jerry. Is it- because they just want yes men. Because Garrett was like such a Cowboys Bobo. I yes think
2: man. there's the there's the yes man, but I think it also you you like oh look at our franchise. We're not just going through coaches every year. Like we're a stable yeah. organization. Like look at the want to be steel. Yeah, want to be Steelers. One hundred percent is what that is. is. Right, let's go to the phone six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Let's go to Kevin and Bill Ricca. He'll lead things off here on uh, W E I. What do you got, Kevin?
3: Geez, I hope I can uh, live up to the expectations. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. we got a high bar here on this show. But, you know, Mike Cadillac, right? I get that right? Yep, right? Cadillac. And, uh, He's here. Good mm-hmm. Cadillac. Yep. 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 And, and so I want Marvin Harrison Jr. Same. Now, right. let me get this straight: Is he the son of Marvin Harrison? You better believe it. Marvin Harrison Sr. would be his dad. All right. So I'm saying, you know, Marvin Harrison was one of the toughest guys ever in the NFL, and obviously his son couldn't be half as tough. But if he is half and tough, we need that on offense. And what I'm saying is um, these three quarterbacks, unless you can trade a three-pick to Chicago and get Caleb Williams, I'm not for any of the other two. And, you know, this is what, you know, and then on the afternoon show, it was saying, you know, uh, Adam Jones saying, "Well, they should win nine or ten games. What's that going to do for you? You know, you know, you know, we've already been through this rookie quarterback thing, where he won ten games, went to the playoffs. Okay, you know, I don't care if they only win four or five games next year and make Marvin Harrison Jr. the first pick." And then... Why? Uh, what, Kevin, the what Kevin, 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 you're
2: throwing a lot of stuff at us here. I'll, I'll try to address all really? of it.
3: So you don't want him to win uh, 10 games? You want him to win four games? How does that make sense? No, I don't want him to win 10 games next year with a rookie quarterback. Why? Are you a fan? Why not, Kevin? Because where's that going to get you for the future? The fringe oh, hopefully, the uh, Hopefully,
2: like 12 the next year and on down the line, you, get, you improve on that. Just because one time... They made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, and then they sucked the year after that, right. and they were worse the year after that. Doesn't mean that's going to happen again. If you win ten games next year, holy crap, they should throw a parade yeah. anyway. The fact when they won ten games, I was with, very confused by that. Yeah. That call <laughs>
4: when they won with ten when they won ten games with Mac as a rookie quarterback, it was like what let's go. That was great. Retool, reload, build. What like, a start! And they messed it up themselves. So like the idea yep. that they would do that this year. That's a good thing. Just keep building. Yeah, you, and you lost have, me
2: with they yeah. can win four games again. That's no, what you want. Instead I don't want them, of yeah.
4: instead of having a quarterback in the future who could win ten games, bring in a receiver because his father was tough and win four games. Oh, I'm glad we could clear that up yeah. on the Marvin Harrison
2: Jr. Yes, it is his dad. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Senior. Yeah. Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. I don't even know how tough Marvin Harrison Senior was necessarily. He was no, really smart, great, was he like receiver. 180 pounds. Yeah, a little bit of a guy. <laughs> yeah, caught a million balls. Right, never took a big hit. Really, like mm-hmm. he did a good job at. Uh, like he was very unassuming, Marvin Harrison. Yeah. But you know, Ty Law and guys that are in the league would we'll talk about just how great he was. But yeah, his kid's bigger than him. His kid's like I think has a chance to be even better. Oh like, yeah, and that, and, sure. And that's taking nothing away from from senior. So I agree with that part of it. I would be happy with Marvin Harrison Jr. if, they, if that's who they end up taking. I'd be I'd be great with that. Right now, February sixth. You want Marvin yeah. Harrison? Hell uh, yeah, I want Marvin Harrison. You don't want a quarterback. Uh, So, I, the other thing I agree with them on is I do f- subscribe to Caleb Williams as in his own tier. Okay. Yeah. And then I think there's a drop off. Okay. So, if I was picking number one overall, like they should have been, had they just lost to the Steelers, uh, don't know, lost to the, yeah, Broncos and Steelers, yep. they'd be picking number one in the draft. I'd say Caleb They Williams. really would be. They'd be picking number That's one in the too draft. Too bad. I bet you they would have hired Cliff Kingsbury as their <laughs> OC. Yes. Oh, they'd be cooking right they now. They would be cooking. Right now, it's like, well, should they trade down and grab tackles? I'm like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, grabbing right. tackles. I know. Everybody wants them to take tackles now. All of a sudden, uh, but yeah, I, I I want Harrison now. My plan yeah. is Harrison and Knicks. I know most people yeah. don't like Knicks. Mo, yeah, that yeah. sound you made <laughs> is the sound everybody that is makes. the both Knicks? When I bring up Bo <laughs> uh if they don't trade up and they just stand at three, are you taking whatever quarterbacks left?
4: Probably, yeah. yeah. Like I just think it's such a huge position of need, and oh, I know, sure. and I get the argument like. Well, obviously it's a position to need here, but I'm saying it's like the most important position on the field, and yeah. it's like you have to, you need it, you have to hit it, and that's the only way. You know, we talk about it with Purdy and the Niners versus Mahomes and the and the Chiefs. Like, you need the quarterback, and the Niners are obviously you know a different thing. But back to it, like the the argument I get is well, you're taking the third best quarterback, or you have your pick of the best player at every other position. Yeah. So like that's tough. And you look at the Niners when they did it with Trey Lance, and you look at yeah, yeah, um, you know, it, there's plenty of examples where like the third. Pick as a quarterback, and
2: although it could also be Mahomes, like, I know, you know like, that's it's, the thing. It's like it's, so, it's tough. It's it's and and
4: that's why it's a crapshoot. And I heard Phil Perry say this on NBC Sports and Sports Boston a couple weeks ago. Like the draft is a gamble, and you have to just roll the dice. Yeah. And I think I'm with that as far as the quarterback goes. Because yeah, Ma- Marvin Harrison's probably going to be a sure thing at wide receiver, but if you can, you know, fi- you're only going to have the number three pick hopefully once, unless you go with Kevin through and you take you just know keep winning win four, four games, games like, like, LFG Lord. baby. Um, yeah, I don't love that plan, but, but I uh, no. I'm. I, I think as of right now, anyway, I lean quarterback.
2: It also seems like it's going to be Elliot Wolf's team to draft, and Elliot Wolf's going to be the one making all the calls based on just the coaches they've brought in thus far. It seems yeah. like it's really Elliot. Wolf's I have an so, Elliot Wolf take. Uh, I'd like, to, like to hear it. Now. Yeah, let's do the Wolf take right um, out, of the, out
4: of the shoot here. It's not a bad thing that Elliot Wolf's running the Patriots. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's like he's a respected executive in the league. Okay. He's somebody who. Worked in Green Bay for you know fourteen years up through their ranks, and now yes, his father was Ron Wolf, the the general manager there for a while. But as
2: Hart pointed out, they chose not to sign free agents for many years. Y- yeah, the Packers yeah. just abstained courteously from signing free agents.
4: But so Elliot Wolf also then moved on to Cleveland and worked there for two years yeah. after um, when they moved on when Green Bay moved on from Ted Thompson and they hired. Brian, was it Goodenkunz, I think it was his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Elliot yeah, Wolf yeah. was in the running and didn't get the job, so he left on his own. They wanted him to stay. He left. Mm-hmm. Went to Cleveland, built some okay rosters there for a little while with John Dorsey. They went to the playoffs for the first time in a while and everything, and then he ends up leaving, leaving there again on his own accord when Dorsey got fired. They actually wanted him to stay in Cleveland because they liked him. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to the Patriots, and again, their front office has not been great, but I don't think that... You know, Elliot Wolf is this, like, nepotistic – is nepotistic a word?
2: Nepotistic? We'll go with nepotistic. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that you yeah. know,
4: father Father was the GM, so he gets the job. I don't think that's what he is. I think he's done a good job. He's had plenty of general manager uh, interviews and interests before. And so to him, realistically, the only thing that I don't like about it is that they haven't just named him the general manager yet. Yeah, it is Like, odd. just do it. It's if, like you're he's gonna, here, if he's going to act right. like it, give him the keys, let him
2: run the show – I don't I don't hate him running the show. I just wish they would sort of appoint yeah. him as it I've just been uh completely underwhelmed by his early moves. I, I'm not I don't have a strong enough stance on whether or not like, he's the right guy or the wrong guy to be running the team. Like, let's see how the draft plays out. Sure. That I'm gonna have a good stance there. But two of your first moves are Alex Van Pelt and uh Ben McAdoo. Like I think
4: that's horrible. So <laughs> I'm I'm the anti heart. I also don't really hate those moves. And again, really? this this could come mm. back to bite me. I, I have Taken the positive route with the Patriots. I was in here all summer oh, typing yeah, yeah. up Juju and all that <laughs> stuff. But like but and, but just hear me out. Like, yeah, yeah. Again, Van Pelt and McAdoo are guys that have worked with quarterbacks. They've worked with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. They've worked with Eli Manning, who say what you will about Eli he Manning. Famously
2: but worked with Eli Manning, he, he benched him.
4: Okay. So he also and I heard this earlier, I forget where, but he wasn't like the I don't think he was the main driver in that Eli he manning He was the thing. head coach he when was the he head. Got coach, benched, but, obviously but the Maras and involved and in that whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so But he also came into Green Bay, or not Green Bay, New York, a season after Eli just threw like 25 interceptions and he turned him into like a Pro Bowl quarterback Mm -hmm. next year. So he's worked with quarterbacks. They both worked with Rodgers. Uh, the one season, or the the season that the Browns won eleven and five, was Baker's best season in Cleveland. It was the first time he's ever not thrown double digit interceptions in a season. Was the year under Van Pelt in twenty twenty. Then he got hurt, and this with the Watson thing happened. Five quarterbacks this season with Van Pelt all winning games. Like I don't know. I just I think it's better than bringing in a guy like Nick Kayley who has never touched a quarterback. He's probably never even sniffed to the quarterback's room before. So uh, like, I you just, need somebody yeah. who you know has the ear of that room. And can, you know, run the operation. And Van Pelt played in the league, too.
2: So. I just like the the young gun route. It seems like it's almost foolproof. I feel like a guy who's been yeah. in the league for 20 years has called plays really once. The 09 Bills season was the one time that Alex Van Pelt was told, hey, you're calling the plays. And after that, he was basically just a QB coach for a really mm-hmm. long time. Then he was the offensive coordinator under Stefanski. So he only called plays in a couple of those games when Stefanski had COVID. So... Man, that's a lot of people getting shots. A lot of these 30-year-olds are grabbing these jobs, and here you are just plotting along as a as a QB coach, not really an in-demand guy but, at all. But So if it was Zach Robinson, I would have been, been much happier. First, but it would have been his first time calling plays. Re- yeah, but he didn't get passed over for 20 years. It would have been, hey, you were the right-hand man of Sean McVay, who's way more impressive to me than Kevin Stefanski mm-hmm. or even Mike McCarthy or whatever. Like, right. I think those guys, even like Tanner Engstrom, mm-hmm. I would have been more interested in just because... Look at that Lions team. Look what Ben Johnson's been able to get. And these passing game coordinators, like you just saw uh, Bobby Sloak going to Houston, and boom, they got something going. Like LaFleur and McDaniel and all these guys, I feel like you have a better shot with. To me, Alex Van Pelt, or even McAdoo, who's, like, even less impressive of a guy to me than Van Pelt is. He's got cool hair, though. He's <laughs> cool yeah. They both got quite a good look. They yeah. both oh, have yeah. an interesting no, they, the vibes be, are
4: immaculate. It would be a nice
2: cap. buddy cop movie yeah. between Van Pelt and McAdoo. I'll give you that. But I feel like if you brought in Nick Caley or Zach Robinson or any of those guys they interviewed, really. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, Van Pelt's coming in, QB coach slash whatever. like Passing whatever, man, coordinator. Yeah, like something whatever, else where yeah. it's like, hey, here's a guy who's been in the league a long time. You can kind of lean on if you need to, but we expect you to be the offense. We expect you to come from Shanahan right. or, or McVay and lead the offense. I don't this, hate that. This seems much more like, man, everybody is either a lot more expensive or doesn't really want to be here. So let's go with our 12th choice. Right. And yeah, so, no, 11 interviews, a couple
4: second ones. Van Pelt comes in as the number 12. He's like, no, we want you. <laughs> Which, I mean, again, maybe he came in and impressed.
2: Like, that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, and by no means but, is it like, oh, this is no chance of succeeding. Right. It could succeed. I just feel like if you are in the hiring process and you have, you have one spot to fill and the guy that gets it is the 12th one that mm-hmm. you call – Like how much in demand was he in your own eyes? I know, and he also was very Oppo. Everything else that they did, it was all young guys. It was all like tight end coaches, uh, assistants, and like QB coaches. And then they're like, "Here was the Browns offensive coordinator who got fired, by the way, in Cleveland, even though they weren't that bad." I don't think he should have been fired. It seems weird. It is weird that he was fired
4: in Cleveland. So that's one, you know, one side of it. But you're right about the the twelfth interview. Like I look at any situation where like. Okay, the, and now it kind of worked out for the Colts. But when the Colts hired uh, Josh McDaniels. He was their guy. They wanted Josh. We got Josh, and then he backs out, and it's <laughs> like, oh yeah, Frank Reich, come in here. We wanted you all along. Hundred like, percent. You got to you got to
2: pivot at that point. Yeah. You're forced to. Like that's yeah.
4: very tough. Like Reich comes in right away. It's like, yeah, they didn't actually want me. They just had to turn to me, and that's what it feels like. It feels like that in Washington. Yeah. Washington wanted Ben Johnson. Then all of a sudden he backs out, and it's like, oh okay, Dan Quinn's here. Like, well, we didn't really want you because we waited out Ben Johnson in in Detroit for the last two weeks, even mm-hmm. though you guys just lost, but. No, no, we'll bring you in. And it kind of feels that way with Alex Van Pelt, too.
2: It does. A, a texter is de- defending both of those guys, which is fine, saying that they know. They nobody- oh, no, that, <laughs> that, that's just me. That was you. Okay, don't think that Just no. be like, hey, maybe he'll read this. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, I mean, Ben McAdoo, the last four offenses that he's been in charge of, or at least a consultant with, right, he's had varying roles. So he wasn't yeah. in football last year. Was, it, was he on sabbatical? Was he? What was he doing? He was the offensive coordinator for that good Panthers team in twenty two. <laughs> he was an offensive consultant for the Cowboys in twenty one. He was the QB coach for the Jags in twenty twenty, and of course he was in Is his that last the years. Urban Meyer year? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I believe so. Right? No, so. no, 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 twenty. Uh... No, twenty one was Oh, okay because that oh, was uh, right. Mac yep. Jones, okay. Trevor okay. Lawrence, same year. Okay, and then the head coach. He was a head coach for two years. Not even two years. They told him to stop his second year. <laughs> with the Giants, all four of those offenses were trash at the so bottom of the league. I he's a
4: bad head coach. If they hired him oh, as a well, head yeah, coach, yeah. like, yeah. that's... And same with Josh McTaniel. Like, Josh is a good... Horrible head coach. He's yeah. a good
2: offensive coach. It's a very right. different job. Yeah. Um, but, uh, where was I going with this? But I'm just like, I'm not impressed. Like, oh, it's, here comes the Ben McAdoo offense, or here comes yeah. the Alex Van Pelt offense. Like, oh, okay. Mm. I, I think about oh that's what i was gonna say like bad head coach how bad
4: like, think about how bad it got in in uh, new york where they went 11 and 5 his first season there yeah. made the playoffs yeah and then i was that the like the odell beckham like the boat picture must have been. i think yeah, so must and have then been. 12 games in the next year it's like oh no you have completely <laughs> like turned Gone. this thing into the ground so see you later yeah, yeah that was that glad was he's not the head coach but I, and again i i frame it as i don't hate it like it's fine to me like i think they're good hires is, like, the ceiling. I kind of... But there yeah. needs to be, like, I wish it was more. So I would have liked Zach Robinson
2: more. That's, I don't oh, think definitely. I would have
4: liked Nick Kaylee more. But, like, a couple other ones that they did, I would have went. Yeah, with. I don't
2: I don't think Kaylee was, like, a foolproof answer right. either. But uh I also fe- feel like it's a weird hire in conjunction with each other. I feel like you'd get the... Because it's, like, two long-term NFL guys. Yeah. When you go one young and one old, right. but this is what they decided to do. All right, we're going to do our uh, bet to Jour, try to win some money uh coming up next. But also I want to get to... uh a fake trade that uh, the national media kind of tossed out there relating the Patriots' number three pick. But at least it's got us uh, got us talking and would you consider it. We'll get to all that. It's the Rich Keefe Show. Mike Cadlick in for the first couple hours here on WEI.
0: You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston Weei And check out Weei on YouTube for our video-on-demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI.
2: All right, back here on the Rich Keep Show. Mike Cadillac in for the first couple hours from WEEI.com. Later on in the program, we will continue our Super Bowl prop betapalooza. Five bets a night. Betapalooza? Oh, yeah. All week long. All right. We're up to 25 bets here. Wow. This locked and loaded. Ready for uh, the big game. Right. up on Trying Sunday. to lose
1: me some more money. Most likely, <laughs> yep.
2: Uh, and so now we're going to just do our standard bet de jour bet. So anything that's on the slate, NBA, NHL, anything else that you can find a winner, Cadillac is 1-0. Don't look now. In 2024, yep. as many wins this year as he had all of last year already. <laughs> uh, where are you going tonight? All right, I'm going with a long shot
4: because yes. the Bruins are back after the break. Um, I'm going to take Charlie McAvoy I to it. score a goal. Ooh, McAvoy goal. He scored in his last game. He hadn't scored in like a week before that. Uh, McAvoy goal is plus 600. Sixth That's fantastic. That Ooh, is good. Wow, big, juice, that is big juice. juice.
2: The Bruins haven't played in a fortnight. Yeah, it's been, it's a while. been forever. It feels like they had like a whole offseason, but they are finally back. Not nearly as good of uh, odds as uh, the McAvoy. I'm just going to go with the pasta knock goal. Give me a classic right. pasta knock goal. It's like minus 120, I believe it is. So just give me a pasta goal anytime tonight. The guy's been lightening up this year, having a hell of a year, so... I think I'm going to
4: actually sorry to completely no, cut off please do. I'm going to actually bet the McAvoy bet. Like, I know we kind of think
2: about it What's and talk about it. I'm going yeah. to do it, so we're going to oh. turn that game on. Very sorry. good. Yeah, we will have that game on uh, shortly. Stays. what do you have tonight,
1: sir? We're all thinking the same. I was looking at the pasta, too, but I need a little more juice on it, so I'm going to take a Brad Marsha and anytime goal, plus all right. 170.
2: Alright, so that's a lot of goals we got here. That's right. So if they get a nice all 3 nothing win.
1: score. Ooh! Three. Boy, if all three score, we're going to yeah, we're going on Encore. Yeah. Pizza party? Oh,
2: yeah, we think pizza party. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, if they have get, pizza yeah. at Encore. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's
1: okay, well, <laughs> twist my
2: arm, yeah. that sounds like a hell of a time right there. All right, very good. Uh, circling back to the uh, the Alex Van Pelt and uh, Ben McAdoo, the outstanding I, hires, the Patriots, the, made, these, but, yeah. these two stellar hires that nobody is thrilled with, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like, and I think it's also because of the way we were sort of uh, set up with the whole thing, we had spent weeks. Uh, talking about all the different candidates they ha- they had in, all the guys that might get a second interview. Then some of those names were getting s- scratched off the list because they were taking jobs elsewhere, right? Like Shane Waldron and Zach Robinson. And then out of nowhere, like in a blink of an eye, boom! It's Alex Van Pelt, and it just felt like that was also going back to Elliot Wolf. Maybe the the like, okay, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Elliot Wolf making the final call because right. somebody has to make the final call. Who are they taking? in two months at number three overall. Well, before we get to that, we need to know who's making the pick. Right. And so it feels like it is uh Elliot Wolf. I wonder, you know, and Gerard Mayo is definitely going to be more forthcoming than, than Bill Belichick, but sure. even he's not going to tell you everything that he's thinking all the time. I wonder how Gerard Mayo feels about these two recent hires, considering their first batch of interviews, which he admitted he was very much in on. Yep. We're all McVay Shanahan guys, with a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, dominated by McShay, uh, McShay, Shanahan, McVay guys. And then at a left field, you get the Browns offensive coordinator. How does, how do you think Mayo feels about it? I mean, you have to think that,
4: or you would hope anyway, that he was at least informed that this was going to be their plan, you know, when maybe even last year. You now, I don't think they, you know, they thought that this was going to be a two year plan when they, did the whole signing him to the, you're our next head coach when you sign this extension type thing. But I would think that when he sort of agreed to this moving forward, that he knew that these are the guys in the front office. This is what's going to happen. Elliot Wolf's going to be here essentially by your side, holding your hand through these job interviews. He's a, again, like I said, and I'm sure the crafts thing, he's a respected enough, you know, executive in this league where we trust him to work with you to make these hires. Now, do I think that Mayo and Elliot Wolf are sitting there going, you know, Kaylee Van Pelt, Kaylee Van Pelt? Probably not, but mm-hmm. you, I, I do. I wonder, you know, how much, how much arm-twisting that Wolf is already doing compared to w- Mayo being like, no, this is who I want to be. My, my,
2: my concern is this is, in a way, sort of deja vu-ish to mm-hmm. the last four years and why things kind of fell apart. So Bill Belichick knew that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were going to be gone. Right. And also probably knew that Josh McDaniels wasn't going to be here forever. So you had the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest tight end of all time and a really good offensive coordinator who like their time was running out. And then you just completely fumbled how you replaced all of them. Right. And like that set the franchise back. And we all we we blame Bill for all that. Well, now you look at the crafts and you're saying, all right, you're ready to move on from Bill. But what's the next series of events? Do you have a guy in place? Turns out, yes, he had Gerard Mayo in place. Right. Like, okay, what about the rest of the coaching staff? They're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, oh, there's, there's more. There's more yeah. than just the one guy. Right. And before Bill was just like bringing in all his buddies, and for the most part, until the end, was able to like you know overcome that. But now it's like, oh yeah, we do need an offensive staff, and oh yeah, we do need to promote some guys on defense. And so I don't know. Well, that's the that's the interesting
4: part about it is like. You know, we talked about with the Vrabel thing and him being this big, strapping young man. Yeah, scary. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, having autonomy over an organization, the Crafts didn't have to do much when Bill was here because he did run everything. He ran scouting. He ran the front office. He was, you know, the top-tier guy, and now it's them. It's like... And so, you're right. I mean, they, they go with, oh, we have Mayo, so... Now you're good, right? And Mayo's like, what
2: do I do now? Who's like, on office? Nobody right.
4: And nobody yeah. nobody. there's not really that point person anymore. So no. they do have to be involved and they do need to lean on an Elliot Wolf to be the guy in the front office. And they're trying to collaborate and mold this whole thing together and use all those, you know, cute uh, mm-hmm. you know, buzzwords that you hear in like a yeah. an office at an accounting firm. But like it's I, I know, I I wonder sort of where what the line is between collaboration and being like, no, it's my turn or it's my say or it's your say. And yeah. that's the tough part in this whole this whole thing is like... Everyone's doing it for the first time. Yeah, and you yeah. need to have... And you talk about um, having the f- number three overall pick, like...
2: If they if they whiff and they say it was collaboration, well, whose fault was it? And everyone says, no,
4: it wasn't my fault. He made the pick. No, he made the pick. Well, then
2: you'll find out there'll be like some rookie of the year candidate, and somebody like, well, I was like, I wanted, and then like like, the the The, the Raiders. There was some
4: stuff today with, uh, and I, 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 I'm, I don't want to say I'm a fan of the McAdoo hire, but I don't hate it, but. Apparently he is a, a very good talent evaluator. All right. According to reports. So Greg am I. from <laughs> yeah, right,
2: yeah. So, so am I. Look Harris. at my history.
4: Yeah. But so and so it's like he, the the rumor is he wanted to trade up from Mahomes when he was with the Giants. Of course. He had Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. And so again, hindsight's twenty twenty and you need to know where you know when yeah. the
2: reporting was or whatever. But yeah. apparently, he can scout He town. was screaming from a mountaintop in 2000. Take Tom Brady. Yeah, take right. Tom Brady. This guy was on it. Yeah. All right. You can join at 617-779-7937. Speaking of the number three pick, I'm very anti-trading the number three pick. However, I heard a doozy of a potential mm. trade that I would say yes to. So we'll get to that and your phone calls coming up next year on the Rich Keefe show with Mike Cadlick here on WEI.